0: A podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Welcome back to Shmoney Radio. It's me, your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and this week I'm riding solo on the podcast. I'm also celebrating Shmoney's first 10 episodes. I've had such an amazing time recording with my guests so far, but. The reason I'm writing solo today is to share a bit more of my personal story with you, which will definitely give you a clear idea of why I started Shmoney in the first place. This is also a great episode to listen to for anyone who's brand new to the show. I've received more than a few requests for solo chat, which I was a little surprised by. Um, so I'm just going to dive right in. But before I do... I want to pause and say that I recognize that some parts of my story are very unique. My circumstances were pretty extreme, if you will, and I know firsthand that not everyone comes from or has recovered from an experience like mine, but if there's one thing I've learned in my fairly short <laughs> 20, nearly 24 years on this earth, it's that Anything can happen, and everything does happen for a reason. I really do believe that. I am not the only person who has endured a serious trial period in life either, because that's the thing. Seemingly impossible circumstances are forced on people just like you and I every day, but when they involve money, they become touchier subjects. It's easy to feel ashamed about money because there's not a lot of people who like to talk about it. But if we're so into hearing real, authentic stories, why not open the floor for easy, open, non-judgmental conversation about something people really struggle with every day? And girl, that's finances. (laughs) You know, I'm also so fortunate to say that I've lived a pretty privileged life. Had I not come from the place that I do had I not had the support system that I do going through what I did, there's a very, very good chance I would be in a very different place today. So with that, here's my story. I think a lot of millennials' trouble with money starts when we're told we enter the quote-unquote real world. All of a sudden, we're adulting, and when it comes down to it, Entering the world of personal finance is a lot like walking into a dark room. You know, there's this whole universe we know close to nothing about, mainly because we were never taught about it in a formal learning setting, where the majority of us pay pretty big money for an education. One of the only examples we've ever seen of handling money is really how our parents or guardians handled it. We all carry a money story with us, a term a previous guest on the show in episode 8, Ashley Klassen, reminded me of recently. I know that my earliest memories of money involve my parents. The story all kind of starts with, you know, childhood, and since I was little, I've always had a fondness for organization, a trait that I definitely inherited from my father and if my mom is listening to this, she's definitely laughing. Um, and so is my boyfriend, because he knows my um my tendencies, but <laughs> this became apparent when I was around small objects that enticed me with the possibility of being arranged by size and color. My mother recalls me saving and stacking coins as a toddler. And though I can't say that my actions were greedy or materialistic by nature since I obviously had zero understanding of their value, I quickly learned about the importance of money, particularly in my family's livelihood. My father moved to Canada from Torino, Italy, and grew up to work alongside his parents at General Motors, um, which a lot of people know better as GM. Him and my Nona sewed the fabric of car seats together by hand, and it's incredible to think that they were doing that by hand back then. My Nona was a seamstress by trade and taught him everything he knew. On the opposite side of my family, my mother was born and raised here in Windsor, Ontario, where I now live, into a family of 11 children. And it's funny because there's that big stereotype of, you know, the Italian side always being the huge side, but... It was, in fact, the opposite in my family. My mom's father was a doctor who also served as chief of surgery and chief of staff at the city's main hospital. In addition, he ran his own family practice and made regular house calls, while my meme ran a tight ship as chief of house, as they liked to call her. So you can already kind of see the contrast between My mother and my father's side in terms of financial well-being. Needless to say, my parents came from immigrant, blue-collar, working-class families whose actions constantly reminded them of what hard work can earn you. Naturally, the same morals were instilled in my sisters and I, though I'm lucky to say that my parents have supported us in everything we do without monetizing our choices. That said, you can't expect life, especially work-life, To always be smooth sailing. This became a reality for me when my dad found himself out of a job. After years of working for GM, he moved to Ford Motor Company, and after years with Ford Motors, countless laborers at the plant were laid off or let go. Instead of accepting a job offer at a factory hours away, he chose to keep our family together and take a buyout from Ford. So at 42 years old, my dad went back to school to learn a new trade so that he was able to re-enter the workforce. And today, I still admire him so, so much for, you know, pouring over his textbooks while we ate dinner as kids and not letting anything distract him from really just keeping us going. In the meantime, he worked construction got his gas fitting certificate, and sold cars while my mom entailed my younger sister and I to help with her cleaning business. Swiffer dusters in hand, she'd drop us off at home and go do janitorial work in local schools. Point is, my parents did whatever it took to keep our family strong and afloat throughout uncertain times. My sisters and I never went without, and I'm grateful for that every day. Their hard work did not go unappreciated or unnoticed, and the predicaments we faced assured me that a financially secure future was definitely something I wanted. And some people would laugh because I chose journalism as a profession, but, you know, you come to find out that you can be pretty successful. Entering the workforce for me was a pretty interesting experience from day one. I remember my parents telling my sisters and I, why go work in fast food when you can get a restaurant job and make some extra cash and some tips on the side. So I became pretty accustomed to restaurant-level tips at an early age. And when I decided to move to Toronto to attend Ryerson University's journalism program, I chased after them. And I had to. I mean, as an 18-year-old full-time student with her own place to upkeep, I really needed to fund providing for myself. And so I immersed myself in the service industry and balanced two or three gigs at a time, always. I continued to do so as I cashed my first freelance checks. And in combination with the money mindset that I'd adopted, I never really had to worry about money. But then everything changed. Like I said, it is not without the help of many kind souls, gentle hands, and loving hearts that I have arrived where I am today, mentally and no doubt physically. In December of 2017, I was growing a small brand and business that I had started, and between my restaurant and bar jobs, I was really making a good amount of cash. At the time, I was traveling back and forth between two of my favorite cities, obviously Toronto and New York. And two days before Christmas, I actually hopped off a flight from NYC and into a car that was supposed to take me to see my family down in Windsor. A few hours later, after being airlifted from the site of a serious 12-car crash, which we still don't know the cause of, I woke up in a hospital bed with injuries that would take me on a very long journey to recovery. To my sister's credit, my older sister, Alessandria, she had called my parents when the car accident happened and told them that they needed to get to Victoria Hospital in London because there was a bit of an accident. They didn't really know what happened. But, you know, my stomach just really hurt and they were checking me out at the hospital. So someone needed to go and get me. In hindsight, she did the right thing because if she told my parents that I had serious injuries, they would have completely freaked out and probably gotten in an accident on the 401 driving up to the hospital. Um, so I'm very thankful for her consciousness at that time. One of the most vivid memories I have of waking up in the hospital is my parents just standing at the foot of the bed in the ICU. Um, The doctor pulled back the curtain and that's when they saw that, okay, it's not just a stomach ache. Um, This is going to be a process. Really in the blink of an eye, Life itself flipped upside down, and my bank account was on track to being as close to zero as it ever was. As you can imagine, um, being a human, semi-human vegetable at the time kept me, my injuries kept me from working, and so eventually my return to life in the big city presented its own challenges. Trying work situations, completing my degree, and having to undergo numerous medical procedures, as well as a major surgery, which I have actually now recovered from. That was back in May of 2020. So you can kind of imagine, you know, from 2017 up until now, um, I've pretty much been dealing with the effects of this crash. When I made it through that last surgery, I felt that my time in Toronto had served me its purpose. I was pretty ready to move on and heal from everything, or try and heal from everything. Though I was also forced to notice how much I did not know about money and personal finance, which is always something I really prided myself on. I came to know how frustrating getting back on track can be when you're not as financially literate as you thought. And so it all started with a capstone project. Back at school, I was tasked with creating a branded platform that could host different forms of multimedia. Inspired by recent life events, I presented the idea of Shmoney to my professor, and the first words that came out of his mouth were, I can literally hear this being produced. Of course, it wasn't Shmoney then, but him liking the idea really just stayed with me. That comment stuck with me. And now, nearly two and a half years after that moment, I set out to bring shmoney into the world. I often think of myself in that hospital bed of mine, a 20-something-year-old girl, alone on Christmas morning, struggling to put all of the pieces together. And I often question, what if I was that same girl, but nothing else? What if I had no one? Nothing to turn back to. What if there was no one there to help? Way too often, people get stuck in these situations. And my belief is that we need to know how to advocate for ourselves. In parts of my journey, I've had to. And I've learned that talking about your personal financial situation can be freeing. I'm very fortunate to be in the place that I am now doing much better. So I've also recognized that taking your personal financial situation into your own hands can be an empowering piece of life. There is something to learn from conversations surrounding money and personal finance. Their lessons give us the tools to move forward and recover our losses. Being confident in the knowledge of financial literacy is a way to arm yourself with knowledge that can guide you to a healthier, more independent existence once you learn its vocabulary. My intentions for the podcast and Shmani's platform remain the same. I've never wanted this to be about me, and it won't be. But if I can use my story as a reference point, as a framework to channel the message through, to advocate Shmani's purpose through, that's exactly what I hope for. I want you to take something away and to join in the conversation. My hope is that you leave every episode and make your girlfriend feel like it's okay to tell you that she's broke. <laughs> My hope is that this acceptance and encouragement inspires change and advancement for women all over because the campaign is not even close to being won. I want to hear your story too. I want everyone to be heard and most of all, I want everyone to know that it's okay. Everything is going to be okay. It will be. And that's something I'll always remember my dad drilling into me. I mean, drilling is probably the wrong word. Um, When I was going through some of the darkest periods after that accident, he would continually say to me, everything is going to be okay. It will be. And I'm a notorious worrier But, you know, it would drive me crazy. Like, what do you mean? Like, it doesn't seem okay, you know? And he would just continually say it. Um, And really, like, everything is going to be okay. It will work out. Everything is going to be okay. Looping back to the beginning of this episode, next week's special guest will help me take a deep dive into why personal finance was never a part of our school curriculum. I'm also very honored to have him as my first male guest on the show. And yes, there will be more male guests here. I really, really want anyone listening to this podcast to know and understand that Shmani is about women and discusses topics involving slash concerning women and anyone who identifies as such. But for a broader audience, there is much to be taken for this platform. For anyone who's looking to support women to hear from a diverse range of voices, to learn something new, or to apply sound financial advice and life lessons to their everyday, Shmoney is for you too. I believe, and we believe, in the power of bringing women together and lifting them up. For anyone who's just as game, thank you. And thank you for listening to my story. If you enjoyed listening to my first solo chat on the show, maybe consider smashing the subscribe button or leaving a comment or rating behind. It really means the world in getting some more ears tuned into Shwani and maybe even consider passing it along to a friend. Also, if you ever have any questions, comments, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram or even email me through Shmoney's website. I really love hearing from everyone and thank you so much for your feedback so far. Again, thank you for listening and see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio. Just hang on.